In the summertime, learning English is fun. We are learning tons and tons and tons. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this, the bonus part of today's FYI on summer sports. And as I said, I'm not sporty. I'm no athlete. And I want to look at that word because the word athlete is not like the word in Spanish. Atleta, si no me equivoco, is somebody in who does track and field in Spanish. So an athlete in English is anybody who does sports. So be careful because I guess in Spain, Michael Jordan wouldn't be considered an athlete. But in the United States, he is. I guess in Spain, it's more specific. Atleta is track and field. I believe it's called atletismo, and that's a little bit of everything, running, and we were talking about running a little bit today. We actually have an episode of FYI on running, but what happens if you take running, cycling, and swimming, and you put them all together? Well, you get a triathlon. That's right. Now, this is another one. Now, this is for those of you who like to push the envelope. As I said, different strokes for different folks. I would love to do a triathlon or an Ironman, but I just can't picture myself doing it. And I guess that's part of the problem. Uh, picture, in este caso, es imaginarse haciendo algo, to picture oneself doing it. These are really fun to watch as well. These triathlons, these decathlons, these Ironmans. I mean, this is really humans taking it to another level, pushing the limits of the human body and the human mind. And you know what? Kudos. Enhorabuena. Hats off to all of you people who push it to the limit, who push the envelope, as I said before. We need people like you because there are people like me who love watching you do it, and we live vicariously through you. And to live vicariously through someone is vivir lo a través de los ojos de otra persona. Let me give you guys an example. My father always wanted to be a baseball player. Not true, but let's just use it as an example. My father always wanted to be a baseball player, so he never did. Because, well, life. Life gets in the way, and he had to pay his bills, and that's the way it goes. But then, when I'm a kid, he, you know, gets me into baseball. He gives me my own mitt. We play catch every day in the backyard. And I start playing baseball. And when my father comes to my games, he's watching me as if he were watching himself. So it's living through someone else's eyes to live vicariously through someone else. So keep it up, all you superhumans. And I know we've got a patron who is uh, someone who's done Iron Man's, and I'm sure he can tell you a little bit about the perseverance, the hard work, the dedication, the willpower that goes into preparing one of these things. But I'm convinced if you can do something like this, you can do anything. So, hey, maybe, hopefully, at the end of the third season, I'll be able to tell you guys I did a triathlon. But who knows? I will not rule it out. Let's say that. I will not rule it out. No lo voy a descartar. I'm just being realistic. I don't see myself getting to the finish line. 
the finish line siendo la meta. And an interesting thing, and what I've heard from many people, friends of mine who have participated in these kind of races, you're not racing against someone else here. You're racing against yourself. And that's what every that's one thing that everyone has told me. They're they're not looking around them. They're looking at getting or beating their best time. Let us know if that's true. I would love to do an episode one day on training for these kind of things, these triathlons, decathlons, and well, all these crazy events that, as I said before, I can't even picture myself doing. I'm more into water sports. Well, I like to keep cool. That's a great thing about water sports. We said it when we talked about swimming before. No sweat, right? You don't sweat when you're in the water, or maybe you do, but at least you don't feel it, and it doesn't get in your eyes and sting your eyes. Uh, to sting is picar. Uh, también es picor. Well, I guess you could get stung by a bee if you're in the water. <laughs> Okay, bad joke. I was just trying to play with the word sting over there, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with because of every breath you take, every move you make, every vow you break, I'll be watching you. Guys, you know it wouldn't be an episode of FYI if I didn't sing to you. So let's take a look at these water sports. One of the most popular ones is scuba diving. Now, in Spanish, you say buceo. We call it scuba diving. And it's interesting because snorkeling is a little bit different. Esa la llamamos igual. Snorkeling, you don't use a breathing apparatus. But... Scuba, if you, I, I didn't know this myself, the word scuba stands for, significa que es un acrónimo por self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Toma ya, trivia question. <laughs> que significa scuba? And scuba diving has become more and more popular year after year. In fact, it's one that many people are urging me to get into because, as I said, one of the things I love about getting exercise is being able to do it in nature. So if I can swim around the ocean and explore uh, its all its mysteries, that's awesome, all while getting exercise. It sounds awesome. There's just one problem. And that problem is, I'm a bit claustrophobic. And now I know, you're thinking the ocean's not a closed place. Yeah, but, you know, feeling like I'm trapped in some place. So that's, that's the only thing that I think would kind of make me shy away. Uh, to shy away from something is evitarlo un poco. But I'm dying to try it. If anybody has any tips, remember, let me know. I'm sure there are many, uh, many scuba divers here in Spain. Uh, and, of course, you can do this all year round, too. If you have a wetsuit, wetsuit es una palabra muy lógica en inglés, a wetsuit, I think you say neopreno, in Spanish, neopreno, something like this. And this was in, invented, in fact, by an American physicist, a guy named Hugh Bradner. Uh, Brandner, Brandner, Hugh Brandner. Yeah, something like that. Well, in 1952, he said, this water's freezing. It's ice cold. 
And what he did was, of course, decided, how am I going to protect myself? And he founded this material. And I guess the, the name of this material is neoprene or neoprene, but nobody calls it that. We don't uh, call it by the name of the, the fabric, la tela. We call it a wetsuit in English. So what do you guys think? Do you think I should dive in? <laughs> You get it? Dive in, scuba diving, tirarme de cabeza, zambullirme. <laughs> okay, bad joke. Well, another way we can say that, though, while we're at it, is to jump in with both feet, right? It's hacer algo sin dudas, tirarse de cabeza, to dive in, to jump in with both feet. And don't forget about just diving. Diving is another sport as well. This is a sport where you just dive, but you dive off a diving board, which is a false friend. Remember, a diving board is un trampolín. And a trampoline in English is una cama elástica. Similar idea, but they're different. So diving, you've also got skydiving. That's one that I did as well. So that's weird. Alberto, you're crazy. I know. I know what you're thinking. Alberto, you are out of your mind. You would go skydiving, jump out of a plane, but you're not going to go scuba diving? Like, you don't have to jump out of anywhere. You're, you know, you can stay near the shore, cerca de la orilla. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me either. Another summer sport that's played or done in the water that is ever so popular is surfing. Now, they say that surfing is the most difficult summer sport to learn. But once you get the hang of it, uh, to get the hang of it, es pillarle el truco, they say that you get hooked. And I've seen this. I've seen this phenomenon before because I've seen many, many friends go to a surf school and they got bit by the bug. But they didn't become good surfers like after a couple days. It took a couple sessions of going back. Because remember, uh, this is man versus nature here. And nature is, uh, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Nature is so powerful. So, yeah, surfing is easy until that big wave comes that you or that riptide, esa corriente peligrosa. So, and, and surfing, uh, fijaos en la pronunciación, no digo surfing, I said surfing. Uh, well, it dates back to the prehistoric age. Yeah, uh, archaeologists recently discovered stone carvings in a place called Chan Chan, Peru. And they date back to over 5,000 years ago. And these, these paintings, these carvings in stone show people surfing. <laughs> That's crazy. You think it's like a more like 1960s, 1970s. Everybody's gone surfing. Surfing USA. We'll all be planning out a route. We'll be planning out our route. Estaremos, estaremos planificando nuestra ruta. And remember, I'm going to give you some of my favorite summer songs at the end of today's episode. But surf is also a word that we use, navegar. To surf the internet is navegar por internet. To channel surface, navegar los canales. You say zapping, hacer zapping. We say to channel surf. So great word to know. And surf, como sustantivo, es la marea. <gasps> Calla. It makes sense, doesn't it? Where do you surf? On the surf, right? La marea. Another way to say la marea is the tide. 
And I know for a fact that Spain is a surfer's paradise. Uh, there are many, many places where people surf all throughout Spain. When I looked it up, they said Mundaca. Mundaca is arguably Spain's most famous surf spot. And surf spot is un sitio donde se hace surf. Another one that I've never tried, but... I don't know if I'm going to try. I don't want to say it scares me, but uh, I don't know. I've seen too many movies with accidents, and I'm talking about water skiing. Have any of you guys ever water skied? I mean, I know you have to have strong legs because and strong arms to hold yourself up. It, it seems like a lot of fun. It seems like a sport that uh, will give you that adrenaline boost, ese aumento de adrenalina que buscamos a veces, and uh, water skiing, you know, classic one. But you need a boat, you need water skis, of course, so this isn't one that's accessible to everyone. Surfing, I think once you've made the initial investment, I know surfboards aren't cheap, but once you've bought your surfboard, if you take good care of it, I think it'll last you a long time, if not a lifetime. But water skiing, well, you need a boat. You need gasoline. So this all of a sudden, well, it brings up the cost. And it's not just the cost. You have to take extra steps. You know, as a surfboard, you grab your surfboard, you go to the beach, and you wait for a wave. But water skiing, okay, get the boat. Is there gas in the boat? Is the engine working? Good. Let's see. Do you have the rope? Good. Who's got the water skis? Uh, what are the conditions of the lake? So all of this stuff, I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff that has to happen for you to be able to go water skiing. And the father of this sport is a guy named Ralph Samuelson. Uh, he was the first person to water ski, and this was in Minnesota in 1922. And about three years later, a guy named Fred Waller from Long Island in New York received the first patent. And that was, again, 1925, about three years later. Uh, careful with this word uh, americans say patent the british say patent and so he got the first patent for water skis but it makes sense if people if we were already skiing on snow well why can't we do it on water we just have to find a way to get above the water and not sink hundirnos and they found a way well if you're tied to a boat and you have this forward pulling force, well, it'll lift you out of the water. And somebody figured that out, a guy named Ralph Samuelson, and the rest is history. Another one that's very popular here in Madrid, I know, because I have some friends who are doing it, and it reminds me a little bit of water skiing. I can see how it was influenced by water skiing, uh, snowboarding, and even surfing. And this is wakeboarding. Uh, wakeboarding, which is interesting because you're holding a board. You're on this board that you're strapped to. Excuse me. You're not holding the board. You're, you're strapped to the board and you're holding a rope. And what you do is you do tricks on the wake. And the wake is la estela del barco. So you do flips and tricks. It's really cool if you haven't seen it. It's like water skiing, but it seems like a little more hardcore, 
you know, wakeboarding. And a wake is not just left behind by a boat. Also, a plane leaves behind a wake. And also, uh, wake is used in the figurative sense to talk about sequelas. In the wake of the disaster, many people lost their jobs. So, great word to know. And ironically, the word wake is also velatorio, which is kind of crazy because dead people are not awake, but you go pay your final respects at awake. Hmm, somebody was twisted when they thought of that word, and twisted in este caso, in este caso es retorcido. Another one that has gotten extremely popular, especially in the last five years, is one that you call Padel surf, I think you call it. Well, we call it paddle boarding. It's interesting. It makes sense that you call it padel surf because you use something that's similar to a surfboard. And then you use a paddle or an oar. Oar es otra forma de decir remo. And we didn't even really talk about boating too much today, but obviously there's rowing, no? Remar, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Well, paddleboarding, man, it's the latest craze. And that's one I think I'm going to try. Although, uh, I think it could be a bit boring. What do you guys think? What are your thoughts on this new phenomenon, this new craze called paddleboarding? And the last one we're going to look at is windsurfing, which is another one that's been around for a long time. And this is cool because it's a combo of surfing and sailing. So you have to know how to sail because you have to know how to use the wind to your advantage here. So it's very interesting how a lot of these sports, you have to be really good at knowing weather. I remember when I went paragliding, you call it parapente. I'll share the video with you guys. There's another one I left out, sin querer, lo omití, but paragliding. I remember the pilots, they had to know the weather report, the forecast for tomorrow. I mean, they had maps, detailed maps, okay, the wind, speed. So a lot of these require so much more than just physical strength, but they require a mental ability as well and calculating and and thinking on your feet thinking on your feet is pensando sin mucho tiempo por pensar and windsurfers i mean you you could see them do they do all kinds of tricks and crazy things but one thing i didn't know about windsurfing is it doesn't matter if it's choppy seas or if it's flat because it doesn't matter the important thing is you need wind in the air. Now, I imagine if you want to do tricks, you want it to be a little bit choppier. But if you just want to relax and enjoy a nice, you know, sail through the, the, the local beach, well, maybe you want some flat water, some nice calm water. As we taught you in the sailing episode, smooth sailing. And many people like this sport you know, windsurfing, but there were some people who said, okay, windsurfing is good, but we've got to improve upon this. And to improve upon is mejorarlo o hacerlo a nuestra manera. To do it our way. And enter kite surfing. Es que cuantos tipos de surf hay? I could probably do a two-hour episode on summer sports. I'm just trying to sum up some of the most 
common or popular ones, but this is one that I remember seeing a lot of people doing down in Tarifa, uh, down in Cadiz, and this is kite surfing. And this looks pretty awesome, too. I think this is the closest thing to flying through the air uh, like a plane or like a bird, because when you see these people, they get airborne. To get airborne is estar en el aire. So kite obviously means cometa. It's used with the, a board and a kite. And another one, the, I mean, these are these wakeboarding, uh, windsurfing, kite surfing. The only problem with all of these new and, uh, you know, these variations of sports is that for each one, you need equipment. Necesitas tu equipo. And in most cases, this equipment isn't cheap. So remember, you can always go for a hike or a swim if you don't want to invest in all this equipment. But it's cool to try different things. There's a challenge for you guys this summer. Try a new summer sport. See if you like it. Who knows? You never know. You might discover your new passion. Now let's take a look at some idioms, some sporty idioms that I can teach you that aren't just used in sport, like the ones we said of about baseball before, on deck. It's not just used in baseball. The first one is to drop the ball. I believe we looked at it before, but it is to fail, to make a serious mistake. If you drop the ball, you failed. You blew it is another way to say it. But I hope you gave it your best shot. Lo diste tu mejor tiro, que significa que lo hiciste lo mejor posible. You gave it your best shot. You tried your hardest. And I'm here to tell you that you can't throw in the towel. Tirar la toalla to throw in the towel. That's right. You've got to keep the ball rolling. And to keep the ball rolling means to keep moving forward. Because the ball is in your court, as I said before. I'm trying to use all of these expressions in a mini story, if you haven't noticed. If you want to have the upper hand, tener una ventaja, to have the upper hand, well, you'll have to take the bull by the horns. Agarrar el toro de los cuernos. Yeah, well, that's another one we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about the rodeo. Hey, well, rodeo is a summer sport, isn't it? It's done in the summer. Those are just a few idiomatic expressions that came to mind, but I'm sure you can find a few more. This summer, get your feet wet. Eso es mojate un poco. As promised, now we're going to take a look at some of my favorite summer songs. Remember, guys, don't just listen to these songs, but go to YouTube and put the name of the song, the name of the artist, and then put the word lyrics and get ready to kick off, there's another sporty expression, to kick off your own karaoke. I started the episode, or this part of the episode, singing, In the summertime when the loving is high, in the body be This is probably one of my favorite songs, and I can't remember who the artist is. Wait, in the summer, thank you, Google. Let's see, I'm going to Google it. Mungo Jerry. Sabía que era algo raro así. In the summertime when the living is high. Which is probably, I think, up there in the top 10. Some other ones, 
Hot Times, Summer in the City. Summer in the City by The Lovin' Spoonful. If you haven't heard that one, it's a great one, and you'll learn some great vocabulary, some summertime vocabulary. Speaking of summertime, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Summer, summer, summertime. And you'll see he talks about chilling out, relaxing, and all of that stuff. The Boys of Summer, if you haven't heard this one, it's by Don Henley. Don Henley, the lead singer of the Eagles, the ones who did Hotel California, another great summer song. I know, some of you were thinking, but Alberto, where's Despacito on this list? Guys, I'm giving you a list of songs that'll help you learn English not Spanish. Although I guess if you listen to the Justin Bieber version, you're kind of listening to English, right? Despacito. Despacito. And I've saved my two favorite summer songs for last. And one of those is Summertime by Janis Joplin. If you have not heard this song, put it on and get ready for pure listening pleasure. It is a song that just makes you relax. Her raspy voice really, really reaches you, and it's just a perfect song for the summer season. And my favorite, and this is one I remember doing with our school choir, I got my first real six string, put it at the five and dime. Played it till my fingers bled. It was the summer of 69. Me and some guys from school had a band and we tried real hard. That's right, guys. It's summer of 69 by Brian Adams. If you have any other suggestions, let me know. There are tons of summer songs out there that can not only get you in a good mood, but they'll help you learn some English along the way. Well, folks, that's the end of this episode. As you can see, people are always finding new ways to have fun in the sun and to make a splash. Causar una sensación. O literalmente salpicar. I hope this episode has made a splash. Guys, stay cool in both senses of the word. Stay cool es eh, que no pases mucho calor y seguid igual de chulos. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of FYI.